Welcome to Christ Central Stories, our podcast for Christ Central Church in Fredericton, New Brunswick. My name is Joe Crummy, and today I get to welcome my great and good friend, Gary Gallant. And we're sort of in our Christmas edition. Welcome to December. And this podcast, we just really give an opportunity for people in our church to share a bit more of their story and for us to be able to talk. And today, Gary, we've got a bit more of a theme, maybe sometimes with other people. So let me just do a quick review here in a moment. But first, why don't you just... Introduce yourself, maybe not everyone um, yeah. knows you and sure. kind of your story, and then I'll frame some of what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, well, like you said, my name is Gary Gallant. Um, I, how far back do we want to go? <laughs> I, I, was, I was actually uh, raised in St. John, so I'm from St. John, yep. New Brunswick, which is, if people don't know, mm-hmm. it's about an hour east on the Bay of Fundy, mm-hmm. grew up there, and uh Went to university, started university there, and then ended up in Fredericton to finish my degree uh, back in 1980. It's going back. Wow! Ways. At least I was born by that time. You were Gary. born, Joe. I know you were, <laughs> and uh, stayed in Fredericton uh, after my second, my first degree, and and yep. uh, met my wife Barb. Uh, we decided to stay in Fredericton, and we've been here ever that since. Sense. Wow! So this is in effect. It's become home. Fredericton yes. is home yep. to us, although I do make my way back to St. John every week and visit my parents, who are elderly, and uh, enjoy seeing my family probably more now in my life than I did in my younger years. And vocation-wise, from the 80s to present day, what were you yeah. involved in? Well, uh, I decided after my first degree, I took a year off and uh, traveled a little bit and came back and decided that uh, I would like to become a teacher, uh, so I went to St. Thomas University, yeah. uh, did their degree program for teaching, and uh, began teaching the year after I graduated, and uh, did that for 30, 33 wow. years. So uh, it was an interesting career, it was, very, it was a rewarding career, loved it, um, and uh, through all of that, 33 years, had many different roles yeah. in education. Um, Classroom teacher, of course, is where I started, taught various subjects. Started out as a French teacher, actually, in the old, in the old uh, system of being a French teacher. And we used to joke that having a career as a French teacher in the old way that it used to be done was more of a sentence than a position. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting, that's for sure. And yeah. at the time, it was, it, was a, it was during the time that the... Uh, the old core party was in oh yes uh, yep. in yep. vogue back in the uh, mid '80s, late '80s in in New Brunswick, and so there was there was some anti-French sentiment yep. that found its way actually, of course, because what goes on in the home yep. finds its way, yep. uh, oftentimes with children and and uh, so, so I started out as a French teacher, eventually became a language arts teacher, and then became evolved into a technology specialist. And uh, from there, did that for many years. Had a great, uh, yeah. great time in my career as a technology specialist, and then eventually uh, became a school administrator. Uh, so I started as a vice principal, mm-hmm. uh, had a stint at Nashwaxis uh, at the time middle school yeah. uh, as a vice principal, and then ended up at the district office uh, in That's a couple right. of administrative positions there, and then 
ended up as uh, finished my career my last eight years at Devon Middle School yep. as principal there. And then most recently, most recently, like, so another St. Thomas yeah, connection. Another St. Thomas connection. So in June of 2018, um, I did uh, leave the system. Yeah. Um, I don't even like using the word retire because I don't really believe. You transitioned to I something transitioned else. I transitioned into something to else. other roles. So I, after mm -hmm. 33 years, I, I I felt that it was time. In fact, the summer before uh, my last year, I, I recall Barb and I were uh, driving to Prince Edward Island for mm -hmm. vacation, and we were talking about, you know, when was I going to finish mm -hmm. my career? Yes. And uh, it was out in that drive, and I remember exactly where we were in the vehicle on the way to PEI. I remember saying, this is the year. And uh, so really felt that God was in that yep. to to um, to uh, leave at that time, mm -hmm. to leave in June of 2018, leaving in a position of strength. Yes. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave that career um, tired. Yeah. You know, I wanted to leave that career strong. Um, and I felt that I did that. I, I worked really hard until the very last day. Um, I often joke that uh, some of my, some of my decisions I made my last day kind of lived on over the next few months. One of them, which wasn't a big one, was we ended up putting cement or concrete benches around the yes, playground at Devon Middle School that are still there. Yep. To this day, they haven't been stolen or, <laughs> or dismantled. So, uh, but anyway, that was one of my, a small thing, but I finished, finished my career in 2018. And then the following spring, the spring of 2019, mm -hmm. uh, began uh, an association with St. Thomas University, which is my alma yes. mater. Yeah, and, wow, full uh, circle. Full circle. Uh, one of my one of the things I've always wanted to do and enjoyed doing from time to time, mm -hmm. speaking to new teachers. Some of the universities would have me in to speak to yep. new teachers, um, just on a one-off. Yeah. Uh, but the university showed an interest in having me first supervise student yes. teachers, mm -hmm. and then uh, in the summer of 2019, asked me if I'd be interested in teaching. Yes. And so I began teaching in September of. Uh, 2019 mm -hmm. at St. Thomas, uh, wow. teaching in the education faculty, and then as things would have it over the course of the next six months yeah. or so, I became part of the part-time faculty. That's so, great, Gary. Well done. Now part-time faculty member at St. Thomas, love it there, great That's bunch great. to work with, um, and I'm teaching two, two subjects this yeah. year, or two courses this year, supervising twice um, in fall and spring, and I'm also the virtual learning mentor for the school during the pandemic. Yes. So it's been... You've been busy. Been, yeah, but it's manageable. It's, no, it's, it's great. It's my, I set my hours, and, and it's yeah. really manageable. So I have a lot of opportunity to do different things. That's great. Yeah. All right, Gary, thank you. So just shifting gears a little bit, because we want to focus a few sure. minutes on um, something else that's mm -hmm. a big part of your life. Yeah. And certainly within Christ Central, you've been part of our leadership team and part of all kinds of different aspects of church life for many years yeah now. And so just to give a bit of background, um, we as a church have been going the last couple of months through a whole sort of series yeah. on formation, spiritual formation, and looking how God wants to form us to be more like his son Jesus, and what processes does he do for that. And then, you know, in that we've been talking about this framework of life and how we can establish patterns and practices in our life that help us in our friendship with Jesus, yeah. being more aware that Jesus is with us all Absolutely. the time developing Christ's character in us, and then also being able to serve and help the world around us. And so we've been looking at some of those foundational 
things. And you just spoke, and so people can listen to the podcast from December 5th. Yep. Here on Sunday, you were talking, you began a whole thing on prayer, and that's what we just want to, this is kind of an addition sure. to yeah. that as part of your life. So why don't you just tell us maybe a little bit of your journey mm-hmm. regarding sort of this whole aspect of just prayer and communicating with God, and we'll see where that yeah. goes and we can uh, see where it goes from there yeah that's right we might have to have a part two and a part <laughs> we three. might uh, well, well you are going to speak again you're going to share a bit more on january 2nd right. so that's people right. can tune in that's on right. january 2nd yeah <laughs> so um i guess you know the, the the principles of of the foundations we've been talking about mm-hmm. over the past couple of months that you and i have been sharing yeah. here and the things that we've been talking about together for quite some time yes um they have been fleshed out for us by a few different authors more recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the authors that we're always talking about these days, um, I'll mention them because I think yeah. they should be mentioned. And if people want to read the things that we're yep. reading, that might be helpful. So I would recommend anything by John Mark Comer, yes. anything by Ken Shigematsu, who's actually a Canadian pastor yeah. in Vancouver. We're using one of his books as sort of our help one us of, yep. as a guideline. Yep. Yep. So I think mm-hmm. we're actually... It, and, and the other, well, yeah, I'll get back to him, but mm-hmm. the other one is Robert Mulholland, who, yes. who uh, uh, these, three, these, these three guys have written, mm-hmm. I, I think, some of the best books on what we're talking about and mm-hmm. laying foundations. But in my own life, I would have to say that going back to the time when I was a teacher at Nashwaxis Middle School, I think the boys would have been, I, we have three sons, Joel, yeah. Aram, and Sam. And they're now they're married and have their own yeah. children. We're proud grandparents of seven. But back in the day, uh, when when uh, Joel I think would have been probably in about grade ten, mm-hmm. uh, maybe grade nine. Anyway, it was I think he might have been in the first year of high school, grade yeah. nine. Uh, my life was out of control, mm-hmm. really, in terms of um, just not out of control in. The things I was doing, it was more out of control in the things I wasn't doing. Mm, so my yes. life was busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Um, I I didn't have a, a, a pattern in my life that was giving me any kind of regulation yeah. for my days. So to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, I was a I was a night hawk, and we're we're talking now going back into like the 90s. Yes, here. yeah. So we're going yeah. back quite a ways. Yeah. Um, I was a night hawk. I I would stay up at night watching late night sports uh, or late night TV, whatever mm-hmm. the case might be. Um, really getting to bed late, having to get up and teach the next day, and having to be in my school at eight ten in the yep. morning. Um, and of course, living in a household where you have three young boys, and they're you know on the verge. Some of them are, I guess, Sam would have been all coming into. Uh, you know, probably grade five, yeah. grade four, grade five, and Aaron would have been in... You had a busy household. Busy household, right? So three three young guys, lots of life, lots of driving around, lots of basketball, lots of sports going on, you know, taxi mm-hmm. stuff, which yeah. I know you know a lot <laughs> yep, about. That's right. And so do a lot of people. <laughs> um, all that was going on, mm-hmm. uh, a very... Unst- I, I didn't really have a plan. No. I, I would... We, we, my day would, I'd get up, literally I would get up at 7.15 in the morning, um, and from 7.15 to 8 o'clock, it was chaos in our house. And so we'd have to get our kids up, and it, 
breakfast and all of that, if I can say it, was hell. Yeah, it was, that was stressful. It was stressful. Mm-hmm. And I would barely get myself showered, mm-hmm. coffee, some out kind of door. food yeah. out the door, and somehow be a dad to my kids yeah. and be um, a good partner to Barb. Yeah. Um, and when I say somehow be those things, I don't feel I was being those mm-hmm. things. So I was, I was treading water really, mm-hmm. and it caused a lot of friction in our marriage. It caused, I think, I think it damaged. If I'm honest, I think yeah. it damaged our, my relationship with my boys because it was just operating at the speed of light, right? Yeah. So my life was just, and I get to work, and yeah. by the time, even I, with good things, even with good things, yeah. you know, yeah. like, um, so I get to work at, you know, at eight o'clock or eight mm-hmm. ten. And get in there and, you know, like, you look like the cat just drag you in, you know. You, yep. you walk into your classroom and you're barely prepped for the day, if you're prepped. I'm just being honest. That That's cycle what just repeats The itself. cycle just repeats itself. Yeah. And I'd get through my day and teach the best I could under the circumstances. Finish work later in the day. and So, Gary, what changed? Well, what started to what change? What changed was basically one day during this time period because I mean I come home from work and the same thing would perpetuate oh yeah supper was say, chaos in that it was cycle nuts. and that's it becomes the your evening, normal the evening yeah. sucked you know yeah. getting the kids there was a lot of fighting and arguing yeah. and stuff and finally one day like Barb just like I can't do this yeah like we gotta we have to make some changes mm-hmm. and and, and she was using the royal we right <laughs> and and something had to change and I knew immediately that I needed to make some changes in my own life. Yeah. And, you know, I viewed, I, I took my faith seriously, but my faith was more cerebral. And, and I, I know I had a hard expression mm-hmm. of my faith, but I mean, it just wasn't being lived out in mm-hmm. the practical, right? Yeah. So I wasn't allowing the life of Jesus to really mm-hmm. flow into my everyday existence. Mm-hmm. And so... I decided I had to start doing some lifestyle changes. Yes. And so this is before I read any of these books. Yeah, these books no, had needs. I mean, John Mark Homer would have been a baby <laughs> right, at this time. Um, and so I had Well, to some s- of the things we're going to be talking about have been part of the Christian For 2000 tradition. Years, exactly. Right? So, yep. so I was, mm-hmm. I was, I, I tacitly started to understand that I had to make some serious mm-hmm. changes. Yeah. I had really nothing to read, um, but I just knew, I, okay. I had my Bible. Yeah. Um, I heard from someone that it's a good idea to write some things down. So yeah. I bought a. I went up to Staples and I bought this, um, just an aligned book, coiled notebook kind of thing. And I could. Ha- I had a pen, and I decided, like you know, I'm going to start from nothing, and I'm not going to broadcast this to Barb. I'm yeah. not going to broadcast this to my kids. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to do this do quietly, mm-hmm. right? And so what I decided to do. Uh, because I, I just had a sense that as the father in my house and as the mm-hmm. father of my kids and the husband to my wife, mm-hmm. that I had a I had a responsibility mm-hmm. to lead my family. Yes, and uh, you know I, I I like I said I didn't shut anything from the rooftops, mm-hmm. but what I started to do was I instead of getting up at seven fifteen in the morning, I started to say okay I'm going to start getting up at like a half an hour earlier. Yeah. So I started getting up at quarter to seven. Some baby steps. Some, I was taking yes. big time baby. <laughs> yeah. What about Bob baby steps, right? If you, you know, and and I was baby stepping it, and so I took a I took a half an hour earlier. Yeah. Half an hour less sleep immediately was brutal because I was still going to bed at the same time yeah. the night before, 
but I, I realized very quickly that if I'm going to start getting up a little earlier, I have to, it's going to impact something else, right? So it doesn't take a rocket scientist <laughs> to figure out that I'm going to have to start going to bed a little earlier. And so I started to adjust some of my habits, yeah. um, and I eventually started to go to bed a little bit yeah. earlier. And all I did in that first probably two months was that. Yeah. I'd get up in the morning at quarter to seven. I started to... You're starting a new normal, though. I had to start a new normal. Yeah. It was it was like we said, you know, you know, mm-hmm. on Sunday, and I think you've mentioned as well, but on mm-hmm. Sunday I made the reference to, you know, it's like, I'm going to the gym. Yeah. Right? I'm going to the gym. I've learned how to use the machines. Now I have to actually yes. go to the gym and start doing this every day consistently. Yeah. And, and it'll be a non-negotiable in my mm-hmm. life. It has to be something that I establish mm-hmm. that nothing is going to get in its way. Yeah. Right? I mean, if at all possible. Yeah. I mean, that's barring right. sickness yeah, or exactly. some catastrophe. And we've talked about a flexible framework. You have to that's be right. flexible. Yeah. And so for about a month to maybe two months, that's what I did. I get yeah. up in the morning. I, find, I had a chair I could sit in in my living mm-hmm. room. I had my Bible and I had my journal, which, well, I, I didn't even call it my journal yeah. at the time. I just had a book. And I put my name on the front of it, on the front cover, <laughs> and I put the date. I put the yeah. actual start yep. date on it. And I, I said, what am I going to write? And mm-hmm. I just started to say, well, maybe I can just, like, I, I was like, I don't want to write a diary. Like, mm-hmm. that's like, I've never been into diaries. And I never, like, I'm not a, I don't write poetry or like that. Like, I'm not... You wouldn't want to read my poetry. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just started, I would, I said, well, I'm going to start with the Gospel of John. And mm-hmm. so I said, I'm just going to take bite-sized pieces. Yeah. And I just, I read the first few verses mm-hmm. of the Gospel of John. Yeah. yeah. In the beginning was the Word. Yeah. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. That's it. The first, mm-hmm. I, like that was, yeah. you know. Oh, that's helpful. And what I did was I took my, my journal and I just put the date, yeah. and I just I wrote out the scripture I read, yeah. and I just thought about it for a little while, and it's like, what does that mean? And I was immediately mm-hmm. drawn. Well, that sounds like Genesis chapter one mm-hmm. in the beginning, mm-hmm. and so I started making some connections, and I I started reflecting and just writing down in my journal. It's like, wow, like something really informal. I wasn't worried. No one's going to yeah. read this but me, you know. And so I just started started writing down my reflections and my thoughts, you know, nothing, the, the sentences oftentimes were incomplete, like there was no, it was hen scratch, right? Yeah, it's but, like, but I'd write a paragraph and I just, and I said, God, like, I need to, I need to, to see you this way. Like, mm. you know, like Jesus, you are the expression of the word of God. Yes. And, and I started to reflect on those yeah. things. And, and over the course of the next month or two, that's what I did. Yeah. Well, interestingly, what happened was I started to, have a desire to have more of this time in the morning. Because if I got up a quarter to seven, I had truly, if I'm honest, about 15 minutes yeah. of time by myself yeah. with God. Yep. And after that 15 minutes, the kids were up and then the morning started. Now, the knock-on effect, which was positive, was, was that I was already up before the kids. Mm-hmm. And so then the knock-on effect of me getting up earlier was that I was able practically to help the kids get their breakfast, less it was chaos, less hurried, yeah, and mm-hmm. I could actually, I actually at that time started bringing Barb her coffee in bed, yeah, which was a massive, <laughs> I think, a massive blessing to her <laughs> because she didn't have to do it, right? Yeah. And so back in, so that that was, you know, we're talking the early nineties, yeah, somewhere yeah. in there, right, yeah. mid nineties, yeah. whatever. 
that's when that's that's what I did, and I started to get a desire for more of this alone time yeah. because I started to see that it was impacting not just me; it was impact something. The atmosphere in my home started to change. I started to realize that as I kept doing this, my the atmosphere in my classroom started to change, and I just had a better. I just felt better about myself, yeah. and I felt better about God's life in me. You know, and I like I used to have a lot of guilt about oh I'm not you know oh I just I know that I'm supposed to reach people for Jesus mm -hmm. and all that stuff and it like all that started to go away mm -hmm. because the natural expression of what I was experiencing in the morning started to overflow into my day, and so I would just find myself yeah. in conversations with people, and then out came okay. things that. I never really considered before sharing with people. Yeah. That was just natural. I did, anyway, things changed. No. Well, Gary, it's interesting because we've been using Robert Mulholland, as you mm -hmm. mentioned before, yeah. his definition of spiritual formation, yeah. the process of being formed yeah. in the image of Christ for the, for sake, of the sake of others. Yeah, and that's totally it. Yeah. And here's the thing. I didn't start out, and by the way, I don't even recommend people actually do it with that motive. <laughs> no, that's right. What happens is, I think, is that when we devote ourselves to Jesus mm -hmm. in, that, in this kind of a way, mm -hmm. the byproduct of it is, all of a sudden, the for the sake of others starts to happen. happen. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not something you have to force, it mm -hmm. just occurs. Mm -hmm. And so, back to my, my, yeah. my story, I found that I wanted more time like this. Yeah. And so quarter to seven became 6.30. Yeah. And 6.30 became quarter after six. Yeah. And going to bed at 11 o'clock became going to bed at 10.30 yes. and so on, right? Yeah. And uh, things started to shift in my, in my life in a bigger way. And so um, it was probably within about, I'd say about nine or 10 months. And again, this is by degree. Yeah, it's not no, all of a sudden. Right. It's helpful to see. Um, probably nine, ten months, even probably within the first year, I found myself like, I'm up at five o'clock in the morning, yeah. right? And I know that is, it's it's like, to well, some again, people, it's, it's that's not, inconceivable. That's not, it's not law. It's, it's not it's law. worked for your schedule and your, well, how you're what wired. what happened, and... my body started to adjust to yeah. my new lifestyle. Yeah. So my body started to adjust physically. Yes. To, if I was going to bed earlier, my body started to wake up earlier, yeah, and I was rested. Yeah, I felt rested. Yeah, and so it was an amazing change. Mm. Really, it mm. really was. And mm. I found that what I was reading in the morning became longer, like maybe bits, bits, bit longer pieces of scripture. Yes, more reflections. Yeah, writing. A, I start. You know what I started to do, which really was help. I started to write out my prayers. Yes, mm -hmm. writing out prayers. Mm -hmm. Like in education, we always talk about you know the things that are spoken to students yeah. gain so much traction. Yeah. Maybe 10 or 15% of what you yeah. say gets taken. Yeah. But when you start to write things yeah. down for what, you know, it mm -hmm. makes a big difference. It does. And so I started to write out my prayers. I started to write out more of my reflections. And then I started to add some things to my morning because I wanted to. It wasn't, mm -hmm. so I started fishing around for it like, oh, I wonder what a good book would be to read, yes. right? Yeah. So start getting into that and I, I'd add like little bits and pieces of more, if I can say it, more devotional type yes. books of other Christians who before me have long since figured this one out. And mm -hmm. I was able to write, to read some of their things 
and really helped me to reflect into into process some of the th mm -hmm. changes these that were taking place yeah. in my life. And so that that was like like I say that would be the mid '90s, mid late '90s by this time that yeah. we were talking. The big thing is, like all of a sudden, there was a big shift that took place. Like it it was a gradual shift. Yeah. But you know it's kind of one of those ones where you know you go you're in Fredericton you live if you live in Fredericton and you go away for a month and you come back. <laughs> And you're just like, oh, that's different. That's different. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Well, that new building's that gone new off. That new building, yeah. oh, where did that come from? You <laughs> yeah. know, I was like, um, so what happened was after after that year or so, I remember one time reflect. Oh, this has been a year since I've been doing yeah. this, and all of a sudden, I had like a reality check. It was like God was saying, yeah, well, look at what's changed, mm. right? So, we still have three kids. We still yeah. live in the same house. Yeah, I still have the same wife, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, right. I still had the same job, but so much had changed, right? So much had changed. And I just had a peace in my life that I couldn't even explain. Yeah. And that, that's been, really, Joe, that's been my pattern yeah. since that time. That's over so over 25 years. Over 25 years yeah. of that. And yeah. so on my bookshelf at home, amongst all my mm -hmm. books, I have a whole bookshelf that is... Uh, are my journals. Yes. I have every single journal yep. I've ever written. <laughs> yep. And so that very first one I have, I still have it. <laughs> it's like, it's one of those ones that's cringe when you read it, right? You open it up and you look at it. It could be in like, the museum. Ooh, ooh, did I write that? It's in the museum it's, of devotional oh, life. Oh, devotional museum, right? And so it's in there, but, but I have them all. And, you know, sometimes people ask me, like, do you go back and read to see if God answered those prayers? To be honest, I really haven't. Yeah. Maybe I should go back and read them, but I, it's it's. I look at it as Holy Spirit therapy for me. Like, yeah. You know, like I think it, actually I do think it's good if if you need a therapist, get a therapist, right? Get a yes. Jesus therapist, but get someone yeah. who can help you yeah. process through the things of life. But the Holy Spirit is the best therapist, mm -hmm. and he he's been my therapist all these yeah. years, and so still to this day my. Best time of day is five o'clock. Yeah, like I'm up at five o'clock. Like yeah. I'm, I have no reason to get up at. Like I don't, I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, and I don't, but I mean, my life is my. I have more time on my hands yeah. now than ever. Yeah. And so I have had people say, "Well, why in the heck are you getting up at five o'clock in the morning?" And I mean, depending on who it is that's asking, I'll give them the answer yeah. that they want. Right. So, like, I don't want to. I don't want to cause anybody to misunderstand. But the thing is, is like I get up at that time because. I love the quiet. Yeah. I love the quiet. Yeah. I love, I have my double espresso next to me. <laughs> that helps. I've got my, I've got my, 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 uh, my book mm -hmm. and my journal and my Bible there. And it's just me and Jesus. Yeah. Oh, and, Gary, that's really good. And what we've talked about before, we've talked about that flexible framework. Yeah. So we're saying, look, some people work shift work, it's a different stage of oh, life, yeah. all that. So whether it's morning, early morning, noon hour, oh. evening, that's all negotiable. Absolutely. But having some carved out time to be with Jesus yeah. and to slow down and yeah. to focus on his word and prayer and journaling and that. And you know, again, some people, they type, you know, whatever it might be. Whatever is your thing. Be, but so valuable. Yeah. I, I mean, on that, you know, like I have, I have people say, oh, I'm just not a morning person. Mm -hmm. you know, like, or they'll definitively say, I'm, not, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a night hawk. Or like yeah. I, used, I used to be a night yeah. hawk. 
But I know people who are really like, yes. up till two and three in the morning. Yeah. I know that. Right? And productive at that time. <laughs> Some. But, but I'm trying to end, give them a bit for the day. I know you are. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, it's like we think sometimes that we're not morning people. Mm. And you have to ask yourself, at least I had to ask yeah. myself, some serious questions yeah. about my lifestyle yeah. and what I was doing what I wasn't doing. Um, so I became a morning person. I, the mornings, I would crawl into work, and like I say, it looked like I was ridden hard and put away wet, right? <laughs> yeah. Like when I go to work, like yeah. it didn't. But I became a morning person. Mm -hmm. It was the strongest time mm -hmm. of the day. For, it still is. Yeah. Like my time between... Yeah. Five, five or five thirty. By the time I sit in my chair after shower and so on, it's five thirty. Yeah, practically, that's what happens. Yeah. It's five thirty, and then um, till about one o'clock, I'm on. Yeah, and that that never used to be the case. Yeah. So I would say that wherever you find in your day, if I can help someone get started mm -hmm. with this, yeah. find the part of your day that's the strongest, mm -hmm. and give that to Jesus. Yes, because yeah. I think Jesus deserves. Your strength, your yeah. strong, the strongest. When you're the sharpest, yeah. when you're the most on. Yeah. Now, if you're the most on at nine o'clock at night, yeah, then do it. Yes, do the yeah. nine o'clock thing. Yeah, like it, that, that's fine. I yeah. mean, you know, um, you know, it it may be that that's the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that if I go way back now, I I know that I I would I would uh, determine that I was going to pray at night, right? And it was the best sedative. <laughs> it was the best thing to put me to sleep. Um, you know, I had good intentions, yeah. but it never really panned out. No. And so, and and so, my my prayer life, as a result of all of this, my prayer life has become. It's it's become so natural to me that it's it's filled with very few words, Joe. To be mm. honest, yeah. There there are words, yeah. Um, but but it's become almost like you know I remember a long time ago reading of Paul you know he'd say like pray without ceasing like how the heck do you pray without ceasing right mm -hmm. but the thing I found is that establishing that point of contact with God and, and setting aside that time where it's just I can have an opportunity to be yeah. with Him I find what it does is it really sets my radar up for the rest of the day so that I have this awareness. Mm -hmm. I, I have the I, I can't even explain it any other way other than to say I have this God awareness that's always with me yeah. through the day. It's not because I'm so good. I think it's just because I've I've set my mind and my heart in a direction in yeah. the morning that it follows me. Yeah. Now that's am I always the... thinking about God? No. Mm -hmm. But I find myself when I'm like for example I today I I uh, was at Fredericton High School supervising one of my interns. And uh, because my car was in the shop, I had to walk home. Mm -hmm. And so I walked from Frederick High School down to my house, yes. which is only a couple K. But I found myself, as I'm walking, I, I, I just had my phone in my pocket, whatever. Yes. I found myself just communicating with God all the way, yes. almost all the way home. And, and it was interesting just how that happened. But I have opportunities where the gaps... It's like mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit fills them, but it just becomes natural. Yeah. And I really can't explain it any other way. Is it, it becomes part of who you are. And I think I think God is speaking to us more than we know. Yeah. And I think if we learning how to listen. Learning how to listen. And I think part of that is if we devote perhaps the best part of our 
of who are when we're mm -hmm. the sharpest, our mm -hmm. sharp time, mm -hmm. whatever during the day that is, mm -hmm. I think it has the potential to and to impact everything. Uh, that's what we're going for, right? I mm -hmm. think, and, yeah. and so. Like I said, you know, I, I we didn't have the back in those days when I started all this. I didn't have these the books that we've yes. been drawing from uh, over these past couple of years to to be able to learn from. But I think tacitly, that's what was happening. Yeah, right? well, and, God was helping uh, you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I remember it was really funny. So like, okay, so you talk about for the sake of others. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so for a lot of people, the others that we're talking about are going to be your family members. Yeah. They're the closest. Uh, they're the closest, so right? Yeah, so proximity-wise. I'll never forget this. It was hilarious. It was one morning. Um, Joel was in grade 12. And uh, anyway, I had to. I was driving him to school, I think, that day. Some, something. Yeah. Anyway, I can't remember quite what it was. But I, we were in a hurry to get somewhere. And uh, so it was whatever time it was, say 8.15, 8.30. And I, I went downstairs... And I opened his bedroom door. His bedroom door was closed. I opened it. And he's sitting on the floor with his Bible and his journal. And he says, uh, excuse me, I'm busy. <laughs> and it was like, okay. And I closed the door. But I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like, it just hit me. He's like, hey. like, I didn't tell him anything. Yeah. I never told him anything. I never. But what Joel was doing was he was watching yeah, what he was I was observing, doing. Absolutely, he was observing, mm -hmm. and, and not just observing what I was doing. Yeah, he felt the impact of yeah. what I was doing. Yeah, and what I was doing he was, was one of those for sake of others, positively impacting them. And I'm just like, like it, that really, that really impacted me when yeah. I, I still, I still remember yeah. exactly that circumstance. Him sitting on the floor by his bed, yeah. and him looking at me. Gently rebuking me that he's busy. <laughs> I mean, he's only having a meeting with God, right? So, um, but anyway, it's it's like, I think I think sometimes we we have, you know, the, the for the sake of others, we 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 compartmentalize that yeah. a little bit too much, and for the dads and moms out there, the for sake of others that that we're mm -hmm. trying to impact the most by our influence and our modeling yes. and what we're doing, even more than the words we say is what we do. Yeah, and yeah. and if we can establish some of these foundational principles in our lives yeah. pays big dividends in no. your household. Absolutely. In a massive way. Yeah. It really does. And I mean, like I said earlier, I, I never shut it from the rooftops mm -hmm. to my kids or my wife what I was doing. But over the course of years after mm -hmm. that, the impact was yes. obvious. Yeah. Like it yeah. was really quite pronounced. Yeah. Gary, that's excellent. That's a great story. Well, I'm afraid to say our time is gone. Okay. So maybe we'll do a part two yeah, we could, uh, sometime in yeah, 2022. Uh, so just a quick review. So in case people want to know more, they can go to our sermon series on our ChristCentral.ca yeah. and our podcast. And we've been talking about this framework, foundations, formation. And again, Gary spoke on prayer as one of these things December 5th. We're going to look at things again in the new year for January 2nd. We're going to be talking about prayer. And so we can follow along with yeah. those um, things. So Gary, why don't you, uh, and and I should just say this as well, everything we're talking about is for everybody yeah. who's looking everybody. to follow Jesus. Everybody. So single, married, young, yeah. old, all that. If we yeah. can get some of these patterns, practices in our lives, we're going to live in the good and it's going to bless yeah. others yeah. around us. So yeah. Gary, can you do this just as we're closing? Why don't you just pray and why don't you just ask for God's, um, maybe to help, there might be some listening yeah. in that who are just maybe back 
in that I just need to start with 15 minutes. Where well, do I start? Yeah. Yeah. Can you just pray oh, for sure. into that? And yeah. then obviously in our church family, you're available to, for people well, to talk and ask to follow up more too. Yeah, I think, I think that I, I'll start with that and then I'll yeah. pray. But like, these are the conversations I love to have about these types of things. Yes. And so it doesn't matter who they are in our church, who you are yeah. in our church. If, if you ever want to have that initial conversation to say like, how do I set some of these principles? Yes. Like, Maybe mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I know I need to have it. I know I need to change. I need to mm-hmm. establish it. I would love to yes. just That's please right. send me a message yeah. or see me on a Sunday or send yes. me somewhere. Yeah. And I can help flesh it. And the other thing I want to mention before I pray is like God knows how you're wired. Yeah. He knows mm-hmm. how what what flips your switches, right? Yeah. He knows so I never realized that I that I was a journaler. I yeah. now realize that I'm a journaler. I am a journal almost every day. But maybe that isn't your thing, and that's yeah. okay. That's, yeah. Like, there's different things that are going to appeal to different people. Yeah. I mean, probably in our next, when we do this again, yeah. we can talk about some of the specifics about, yeah. you know, like, well, what exactly does does that time in the morning look like? Yeah. And what components of it are spoken? What are, what components of it are mm-hmm. silenced? What, what's meditation look like yeah. for you? Because all those things and, are part of it. And when you go for a walk. We go for a walk. Well, yeah, that's but you another see, whole part of it. That's a whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, it's it's not re- it doesn't have to be relegated to sitting in the chair in yes. the morning. It's it's right. how do we how do we connect with 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 God's spirit yeah. in ways that that work, right? Yeah. And so we need to find the ways that work. No, but let me pray. Right. Okay, and then Thanks, Gary. Um, that's good. Yeah, we can we can flesh this out further. Sounds so, Lord good. Jesus, we just mm-hmm. want to thank you for your faithfulness yes. to us, and God, you love us and you mm-hmm. want to relate to us you want yes. to speak to us you're always speaking yes. God I want to pray uh, for anybody that's watching this podcast or listening mm-hmm. to this podcast that they would they would know that uh, you've called them to great things yes. and it begins uh, with relationship it yeah. begins with uh, enjoying being with you and so yes. God we want to pray for people if they're discouraged and they yeah. feel like I, I, it's too late for me to start anything mm-hmm. God it's never too late you, you 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 rescued me when I thought mm-hmm. it was too late. Yeah. And uh, God, you can do whatever yes. because you're God and you're yes. faithful to us and you love us so much. And so, Lord, I want to pray uh, for anybody that might be in that situation where they're mm-hmm. looking for help, looking for guidance. And that if we can be of any help, God, I pray people would reach out. Yes. Uh, strengthen and mm-hmm. encourage and give people grace to be with you and to, above all, Lord, just to enjoy being mm-hmm. with you. And Lord, we want to... We wanna, uh, we want to take this opportunity, God, as well, just to speak against these things that would cause uh, yeah. people to have this thought that being with you is a drudgery or yeah. that it's a bore mm-hmm. or that it's a duty. God, we want them to know that it's it's life and it's yes. joy and it's happiness and it's peace. Yes. And it is for the sake of others, God. Yeah. And you just make that as a byproduct. Yes. Because the fruit of your spirit is born in our life. Mm-hmm. And so we... Pray for that now. Yes. And we trust you for results. We trust you for what you're doing and forming us. In Jesus' name, yes. amen. 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 That's great. Thanks so much, Gary. Amen. Good. All right. Once again, just want to thank everyone for uh, listening in. And just a couple of things in closing. Please, uh, we're doing this whole series from back in October all the way. We're doing for all the way. We don't 20, quite know what 2022 <laughs> on formation. And so we're going to be, we're building on these different things. So this is just part of it. So again, ChristCentral.ca 
You can follow her on Instagram, Facebook, all those social media things, and get in touch with us as well, as Gary said, if you want to follow up more. So thanks for listening. I hope you have a great Christmas, and uh, we'll see you in the podcast in the new year. Thank you. Thank you.